0: Coming up on Our Hella Confusing Twenties. And you might be listening to me talk right now. Is this guy drunk? You bet your bottom dollar. You bet your bottom dollar. This guy's drunk. Cheers. <laughs> but I do experience light skinned privilege. Like nobody thinks I'm up to anything bad. Like when I'm just around. If I learned fucking green screen, I could probably put shit on here, huh? Just fucking put like fucking dinosaurs roaming across the plains and shit, that'd be fun! I should do that. I should freaking do that. I feel like I'll have self-worth if I feel like I'm a talented actor. But you know what I realize is, you know what? The world has too few good sons. Good fa- I'm not a father, but good fathers. People who make you feel good about yourself. People who are easy to be around. What if my intention for the day is just Be the best boyfriend you can be. And now, the podcast. This is what we're working with. Uh, uh, This is what we're working with. Uh, uh. Oh my God, I was just struggling for so long because my Adobe Premiere Pro would not close. And I was just waiting for it to load. I was like reading GQ. And then I just freaking Googled how to force quit and then I force quit yes yes got that force quit out of my system okay so it's a uh it's the night of Friday December 13th made it through another week fam we made it through another week y'all in this wild wild world in this crazy crazy world in this crazy crazy wild wild world um I just wanted to podcast you know it's been a while I've been up to other shit, you know? It, that's something I've been, I've been learning lately is you really, because I like I, I have this desire, I want to act. I want to write screenplays. I want to make podcasts. I want to write articles. I want to write short stories. Like, there's so much I want to do. But realistically, within the hours that we have in a day, there's only so much time to do. And I, I've, I've, I've found that I can really only do, like, one thing a week. Like really, I'm probably only gonna get one thing done that week. And I have you know, and then this week has been a great week. Oh man, I'm getting carried away. I'm getting lost in my thoughts. I just wanna share all these things with you in the hopes that lessons that I've learned can be of benefit to you. But let me just back up a second. Because welcome to the eleventh episode of our hella confusing twenties twenties. Um, the podcast where we acknowledge the chaos, the pandemonium of being in our 20s. We don't know who we are. We don't know where we're going to end up. We don't necessarily know where, what we want to do. And we're figuring it out. And we're trying to get to that place. And you might be listening to me talk right now. Is this guy drunk? You bet your bottom dollar. You bet your bottom dollar. This guy's drunk. I've been drinking some Jose Cuervo. And I brought the bottle just for the video for visual here's the back of it i didn't mean to bring up the back of it of the bottle but accidentally i did here's the front jose cuervo but it's just a staple especial i got the brown one for like Aus, like in australia like where liquor in my perception at least is more expensive than in america this is pretty affordable it's 40 bucks for the fifth 40 australian dollars which is basically like 27 US dollars, that's not bad, I don't know. How much is Cuervo in the States? How much is it at Safeway? They've been making tequila since 1795? Bro, how many years is that? Five plus 200 plus almost 20? Like 224 years, like almost 225 years. That's a long time to be doing anything, much less tequila. Has been made in only one way. And in only one place, La Rojenia. Oh, they the, they use the finest blue agave. The white American oak. Best enjoyed as a chill, sh- chilled shot. That's bold, huh? They're telling you how to drink the alcohol. Drink it as a shot. Don't mix it with Coke. Don't fucking mix it with some drink. Don't fucking have it in ice like Jeremy does. Cheers. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Jose Antonio de Cuervo. There's twenty-one drinks worth. That's what I like about Australia. You don't have that in the States. We don't have the idea of standard drinks. I thought like oh like you kind of learn in America like oh like a beer roughly has the equivalent of a glass of wine roughly has the equivalent of a shot of spirits. A shot of hard liquor, but here in Australia, I don't know if you can see it. Fuck, it's not focusing. Autofocus. It's on my face. There we go. Kinda. Twenty. It says twenty-one. It'll be backwards, though. So basically, there's like twenty-one drinks worth in here. Please recycle. Oh, that's so thoughtful. We probably have that on ours too, though. Jalisco, Mexico. I remember like one of my old coworkers when I was working at Safeway. Like she was a Mexican and she told me that I look like, I, oh my gosh. Because obviously a lot of people think I look Latino. And she was like, you look like you could be from Mexico. And I was like, what area? And she said, I think she said, oh no, she said Veracruz. Not Jalisco. Oh, I'm racist. I'm just thinking it's the same thing. Where's Jalisco? But she said Veracruz because the people are light-skinned. The people are light-skinned. Man, you really do have such an experience, If you have a different experience if you have light skin, huh? Like, I myself, like, obviously I don't look white. That's something I've realized as I've gotten older. And I don't think I necessarily, you know, am treated as a white person. But I do experience light skinned privilege. Like, nobody thinks I'm up to anything bad. Like, when I'm just around. People don't think I'm up to anything bad. Or they're not suspicious of me necessarily. Or looking at me. You know that's a privilege that i have also look i put up this because my baby my sweet cutie pie bubba love moon pie little moon pie she was like why are you showing the clothes when you're recording the videos that's fucking embarrassing jeremy and i was like you know what i'm sorry i haven't ironed this but we i bought this on youtube we bought this on youtube like when i first came out to australia edit uh obviously maybe not obviously I meant to say eBay, but I was too drunk recording this to catch my idiotic mistake. But I meant eBay. <laughs> and so I figured I might as well put it up. <laughs> just cover Yeah, like a, if I learned fucking green screen, I could probably put shit on here. huh? I could fucking put shit like there could be fucking dinosaurs. Right? Could that happen? If I learned how to just do like effects on fucking Premiere Pro or After Effects, I have Adobe Suite. Just fucking put, like, fucking dinosaurs roaming across the plains and shit. That'd be fun. Yeah. I should do that. I should freaking do that. Um, what a week it's been. What a week it's been. Normally when I do the podcasts, I have, like, this kind. I, I usually have notes that I've accumulated. Like, thoughts I've had throughout the week that I thought were particularly, like, affecting to me. That could be particularly beneficial to people. Just to other people going through it. But I didn't do that this week. I just, like, there's just been so much emotionally that's happened this week that I just wanted to just make a podcast. Like, I just wanted to just go off the cuff and just see, you know, how it would go. I'm about to enter. So I've had, I've had a few jobs here in Australia. Like, when you're coming, like, when you have a working holiday visa and, like, they know you're only going to be there for 12 months. And also, I myself just have a, an acting degree which is not necessarily gonna open you up to like heaps of jobs, realistically, unless it's communication skills. You know, like people aren't necessarily jumping at the bit to hire you. So I had like a super shitty job doing like table, like I was like doing charity, not charity, yeah, it was for charities. I was like raising money. No, but before that, I was trying to sell monthly HelloFresh subscriptions to people at tables that we'd set up in shopping centers. And then I was doing a similar thing, but for the Australian Red Cross, just trying to get people as donors, and I would set up a table, and that one was better because it paid hourly wage. And then I was doing outbound, like trying to raise money for charities, donations, you know, outbound calling, and then inbound calling, you know, and then selling wine over the phones. Anyway, long fucking, what the fuck am I even talking about? What I'm trying to say is, what am what are you trying to say, Jeremy? I literally forgot. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot I was gonna say oh no. So it's my last week of work at my current job, which is my fourth job, but really my second kind of long job. You know, like I did a six-month job and I've been this place about three months now. Or over over two months. Over two months. It's crazy, man, just knowing the visa is going to expire and I'm going to not be working for a while, like I'm just excited to to enjoy the holiday season, you know, giving of gifts, letting people in your life that matter know they matter and just being grateful for the year that I've had. And it's been, you know, it's been such a challenging year. But in in the most amazing way because I have, I have grown more this year than I have in any other year of my life. And I am more proud of the things that I've done, the, the changes that my state of mind has made this year, than I am of any other year. And I hope that's you this year. I hope that's you every year, you know? Like freaking... Tom Bill you and a lot of those success guys like I don't know what Tom Billy talks about it but it's like if you're not embarrassed of who you were a year ago you're not learning enough. And I really do believe that. Like I think that like if you if you don't have that level of engagement, that level of growth, that level of trying to be a better more intelligent, more empathetic, more kind, more productive, whatever just a, a better person. If you're not constantly trying to be better then what are you doing with your life? And I do think that better is subjective, though, because I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, you make more money. You know, here's a big thought that I that I had that I was having recently is right. Like I myself have always been so driven of like, I feel like I'll have self-worth if I feel like I'm a talented actor and people in the in the world think, oh, he's good at acting or he's good at writing. He is a worthwhile artist. He's a quality artist, you know, and that, that's why I think part of the reason why it's been so difficult to You know, work at call center jobs, work at these kinds of jobs that I feel are not utilizing the best skills, the most unique skills that I've been gifted. But you know what I realize is, you know what? The world has too few good sons. Good fa I'm not a father, but good fathers, good boyfriends, good partners, good sons-in-law, good coworkers, good people, like people who make you feel good about yourself people who are easy to be around you know who who are able to overcome the baggage of life the stress of life the 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 difficulties of life and instead to be cheery and to to assuage your own existence just by their presence and i figured you know what like let me just put aside for a second All of these preconceived ideas I've had about what it is to be valuable to society. What I think is that? And like, what if I just like, what if today my goal, and I've also found this useful, just setting a goal for the day. Like people always talk about it, but it's like, yo, like, let me just try to be happy today. Let me try to, even if I have to be quick, if I have to be rapid, if I have to be harsh, if I have to be stern, whatever the day requires, can I do that with peace in my heart? Can I do that without being stressed? Just like intentions like that, just to try to make myself feel better throughout the day. And I've just been thinking, okay, what if today, uh, you know, what the fuck is today? Friday, the 13th of December. Oh my God, it's Friday, the 13th. Unlucky. Oh, I should watch a Jason movie, but I'm not going to watch a Jason movie. It's 1109 already. I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to play Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm going to go to sleep. And tomorrow's going to be a great fucking Saturday. But, oof. What if my intention for the day is just the only intention I have for the day? Be the best boyfriend you can be, right? Or be the, no, I don't care about work. Sorry. Sorry, work. I don't give a fuck about work. But maybe let's say you do. Let's say you're in a passionate, you know, you're in a job that you're passionate about. Let's say your intention for the day is let me be the very best employee I can moment to moment. Moment to moment, I'm going to be the best employee I can. Or you're you're just going to be a son. You know, you spend a lot of time with your mother. You live at home. It's like today, every interaction I have with my mom, let me be present in a way where I'm kind, where I'm patient, I'm empathetic, and I'm just the best son I can be today. Whatever your goal is, like something simple relationship-wise, I feel is amazing because you know, there's like this fucking cliche quote i seen online. If you're having trouble finding a way to make yourself happy, set the goal, like, how can I make one other person happy today? And just don't worry about yourself. Get outside of yourself. Try to make them happy. See how you feel. But it's true. I feel like, I honestly feel like, and this kind of brings me into another section of what, I was, what I've been thinking about lately. I feel like truly what happiness or okay maybe not even happiness maybe let's let's just go to contentment let's go to inner peace let's go to satisfaction with self and where you're at in the moment i feel like a great way to to approach that is simply like finding a way to get outside yourself right we're constantly bombarded you realize you have a dialogue going all the time you know in your own mind which you might not always be aware of because it kind of, it just happens. But if you try to kind of verbalize it, put words to it, you realize constantly You're like, oh, my God, I just went for the refrigerator. Oh, my God, he went for the refrigerator, too. Like, was it impolite of me to have opened it first? Should I I have let my cousin open the refrigerator first and get the chicken and get the green tea? Oh, my God, did I get too much green tea? Oh, fuck. Oh, man, is that rude of me to have gotten too much green tea? And they're not going to have enough green tea. Like, whatever the actions of that you are currently in, or even if you're not in action, if you're sitting still, if you're watching TV, if you're doing whatever, there's this constant narrative that's playing in our minds and it can really carry you away and sweep you away. And like, it's been so useful for me to realize like, well, oh, stop, stop, stop. Who Who's thinking that? Where are those thoughts coming from? And it goes back to what I said in the other podcast, right? Untethered Soul, the roommate, like the annoying roommate and your friend who always worries, who always has regret, who's always in the past or always in the future, Right. I'm always worried about what's going to happen in the future. What if something goes wrong? How can I adjust my behavior now to make sure everything goes as right as possible? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. You're always super preoccupied with shit in the past. Oh, my God. I can't believe I did that. Oh, my God. I can't believe that happened. Fuck. How embarrassing. Oh, I'm such a piece of shit. Oh, fuck. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? You know, and all these thoughts that don't serve us versus how do we get to the present? How do we just get to look? This is Jeremy. This is, I call myself not funny, funny guy online. I'm recording this podcast. I'm also videoing it, audioing it with my Yeti and this fucking pop filter on Adobe Audition. And the more that we can do that and just not worry about other things, right? Because you worry about the past, it's done. No matter how much you regret it, no matter how much you worry about it, it's not going to change. Same thing with the future. No matter how much... you fucking worry about it it's not gonna make a difference what is going to happen is going to happen and yeah like you want to be mindful you want to be thoughtful i feel like from the past you know and it's this is why it's such a tough thing why it's such a balance why it is lifelong work it's not easy though it is simple it's like i feel like in its simplicity you want to look at everything you've done in the past You want to learn the lessons that you've learned and be like, okay, I need to not repeat this because it's hurtful, it's bad, whatever. You need to always remember the lessons you've learned so you don't cause past, repeat past negativity, past harm to others or yourself. But also you need to not harbor the negative feelings and hold them inside of yourself. Because that's gonna bring down your present. That's also gonna bring down your potential to do good and to put positivity out into the world. You see what I'm saying? Mm, 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 mm. And so I, th- I feel like it really, you know, that's that's the thing. It's just like, I've been thinking about that a lot this week. How do I be more present? And the thing that has helped, you know, as corny as it may sound, you know, and it is from the untethered soul. Um, But there's a really cliche idea that is about, you know, oh, I'm going to die. You know, the Stoics, Ryan Holiday, Seneca, they talk about amor fati, you know, is that we're all going to die. And just to remind yourself that one day, one day I am going to die and how that should activate your present you know, and growing up Christian, it's always like that. Like, you know, this life is mortal. Every day is a gift. This life is brief. And it's. I think it's all these attempts to help you be more present, to help you make the most of your day-to-day in your life. And as much as I've heard that throughout my life in different ways, as much as you probably have heard that idea, it's so cliche, it's not new, something about this past week... Maybe it's the accumulation of experiences I've had. Maybe it is the untethered soul, and the anecdotes, the context he provided for the idea. But it hit me in a, in a different way, and I really felt it, because you know it's kind of talked about like there's like a, some yogi he mentions, who imagines like constantly throughout the day he visualizes that there's a sword. In front of his brain, dangling from a spider web, so precarious, so delicate. And at any moment, it might go through his brain and end his life. And that informs his moment-to-moment actions. If I was about to die, how would I treat this person? If I was about to die, would I make this podcast? Would I play video games? Would I work on a short story? Would I work on an article? Would I work on this screenplay? Would I work on this website? Would I call one of my friends and family? Would I spend time with my loved ones? What is the thing that you would do if you knew that it was the last time you were going to do it? You know, and fuck, man. Fuck, I know. I know it's so cliche. I know it's so cliche to talk about it. But for me, it didn't have an impact. It didn't make a change until I brought it to my mind in a very specific way, in a very regular way. Like several times throughout the day now, I try to check probably like once an hour, once every two hours. I try to remind myself, what if this was the last time you were going to work at this call center on a Tuesday? What if this was the last time you were going to be in the car with Monica, in the evening, eating chips from McDonald's, from Macca's, whatever it is, you know, just, just having the, the, the perspective of, you know, how grateful would you be for this mundane thing, if you knew that you were never going to get to experience this mundane thing again, and it's made all the difference for me. You know, I almost want to cry. Like, honestly, I almost want to cry. Like, I feel kind of like, okay, it's a yawn. But I do feel, mm, I do feel emotional because it's like, what is the thing you would do? You know, how, how present would you be with your loved ones? How much would you hang on every word they say and be so present with them and not be worried about what might happen in the future? Not be thinking about what's happening in the past. coaster fell look at this poster <laughs> kim jong-un but like modern monica got that for me is it i spilling myself or is that condensation who cares just think about that you know you're going to the mall what if this is the last saturday ever that i'm gonna go to the mall and spend time with my mom what would you do how would you behave and the typical, whatever, anxiety, worries that have overtaken me in the past. Like, oh my God, I should be doing this, I should be doing this, oh my God, I should be doing this. Like thinking long-term, thinking future, thinking reputation, thinking social status, thinking provider role, whatever. Let that all just fall off of you and just be present, just cherish the moment. That's been the most, because people always talk about being present, that to me has been the most useful tool at actually being present is just having that thought that I just mentioned. Oh, I'm doing it with the lights on. I just realized I usually have like the fucking, but I like it because there's less glare in my glasses. Whatever, man. But man, it's just, it's fantastic. It's it's a fantastic way, I think, to approach the day, you know, is with that gratitude. And it's still, I I don't know, it is balanced. Because you might think like, oh, well, if I do that every day, what would I do if this is my last day? Then I'm never going to work on long-term stuff. I'm never going to do this stuff that's going to advance my life, and advance my career. But that's just not true. That's just not true. Like, you still will. Like, this podcast I'm doing right now, I think, is a step toward, you know, go, getting towards the creative future <clears throat> that I want for myself. And, like, even even if, like, nobody ever listens to this one, even if this podcast, like, if, like, 10 people... Ever listen to this podcast what it's doing it's helping me clarify my voice it's helping me clarify the way i see the world what i value what i believe which is going to turn into long term something down the road and you know and that's just the thing that you know what's today if friday if this is my last friday ever monica's asleep this is exactly what i'd be doing (sighs) you guys and i'd be drinking jose cuervo because you got to enjoy you don't want to be in excess. Oh. oh, there's another big idea. Look at that. We got into the middle way. Oh, my the camera's about to die. let me pause it real quick. And then I'm going to get into the middle way. The middle way. Let me fucking... Cheers. Cheers from Jalisco. And the Ikea mug. Damn, I miss Ikea. I need some other meatballs. Anyway. I'm about to put on my old childhood ring. Look at it. It's like a horse. Where are you, where are you at? Wait, are you focused? Okay. It's not really going to focus. Whatever. I'm going to put on my pinky for now. I feel like the most kind of, like, cliche, like, the, 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 the thing that we're all the most familiar with is the idea of yin and yang. Like, oh, within everything of purity, within everything of goodness, there's a little bit of evil. Within everything of evil, there's a little bit of goodness, there's a little bit of purity. It's about the balance, right? It's about the balance, and it's become this, you know, overused cliche symbol. But something you know the untethered soul presents in the last chapter and something that i've been thinking about is just like podcasting is good it makes me feel good playing video games makes me feel good drinking alcohol makes me feel good to a certain point spending time with my loved ones is amazing to a certain point like everything in our lives good and bad it really does come down to a balance to a temperance you know spending time writing spending time acting spending time eating what kinds of foods we eat the fat content the caloric content the carbohydrate content protein whatever it is anything if you do too little of it not anything most things if you do too little of it can leave you feeling unsatisfied unbalanced a lot of things if you do too much of it most things unsatisfied unbalanced and so it really is just like active 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 every day how do i moderate how do i practice temperance so i do a good amount of this thing just just the perfect amount to feel the ideal way and to avoid negativity and it makes me think of simon sinek which I think, I think most people would know him because he had the... Like, it was up viral on Facebook. Like, before I got into self-help, before I got into a lot of these thinkers, these philosophers of the modern time, you know, like Simon Sinek, fucking Tim Ferriss, Tom Bilyeu, Hal Elrod, like a lot of these kinds of guys. Ty Lopez. It was more... Oh, I just saw this video of this guy just talking. And it was funny because it was viral on Impact Theory. Anyway just talk about millennials, the millennial problem what millennials have inherited, the way millennials are treated, but um I read his book Start With Why which was fantastic, which I would recommend to anybody read start, read start With Why cause it basically is like a book that like just, with a lot of case studies like the Orville brothers, I meant the Wright brothers um, I actually forgot most of them but it really just it shows how so many successful organizations, the how they do what they do and what they do is not nearly as important as the why. But when you have a strong enough why, you have a strong enough purpose, you have a strong enough reason, it carries you through every obstacle, it carries you through every failure, it carries you to the promised land, essentially. You know, it's, an, it's a great read. But his newest book is called The Infinite Game. But it's it, it's it's just about, you know, just prolonging things. Like People think like, okay, uh, for example, okay, I'm going to make skits so I can get a comedy show, so I can have a comedy show on TV, and that's it. That's the end game. Or it's you know I'm I, I want to go to school to get this degree so I can get this job so then I'll be happy. Then I'll have money. Whatever. It's a goal based mindset of a, with an end game in sight. And what Simon Sinek is talking about in his recent book, which I haven't read, I just listened to a podcast of him discussing it. It's the idea of the infinite game. You're just trying to stay in it. It's like life. Like everything you do, you're just trying to prolong your life. You know, the relationship, you're just trying to prolong the relationship. Whatever it is, you're just trying to stay in the game. And that's what life is. You know what I mean? It is what I'm realizing. Like, I I feel like we are trained to, and I was trained to think of it as like, I'm trying to get to a place, and then I'll always be in that place. But that's not how it fucking works, man. It's it's a constant process. You know, I don't want to say battle or struggle because I feel like that can put negative a negative connotation on it. It's just the constant process of, I'm going to try to, you know, how can I be happier today? How can I be more peaceful? How can I be more kind? You know, how can I be better to my loved one, my girlfriend, my parents, my, you know, parents-in-law... And I think that that's really it, man, is how can I live each day as a full day and not as part of a larger picture that I imagine for myself? I feel like when you live every day as a full day where you can go to sleep, saying, you know what, I don't regret a single thing I did today. I'm happy with every choice I made. And if God, if the universe, if spirit, if destiny, whatever you want to call it, wakes me up tomorrow morning fantastic i get to have another one i get to do more things i get to try again but if i don't that was enough you know that was that is all i could have asked for in the day because i was present i was here living life i feel like that's the ticket right there and really that's what it is is because so often and this is me and don't get me wrong like i'm only saying this because this is how i've been for most of my life I've been thinking, mm, if only I could get to here, I would have made it. I would be happy. If I can get here, then I can die proud. Like, oh man, I got there, I did this, I proved that, whatever. And the, the, the problem with that is I was so focused on the life I thought I should be living I thought I wanted to be living, that I had no appreciation for the life I was actually living. And the days, the moments, the opportunities, the blessings that were being given to me in my life every single day, you know? And it's, and it's a tragedy that so many of us are like that. We think we want fame, we think we want money, we think we want all these things. And some people get them and they're grateful for them. Sometimes it lasts quick. Sometimes it, you know, lasts a lifetime. But how empty is that? How callous, how shallow is that? If we are unable to express gratitude for our days, unless we have those things, you know, we're all blessed with so much, you know, maybe our parents have a great relationship still, maybe our parents don't have a great relationship, but they're still together. Maybe our parents are not together, but they're still in our lives. Maybe both of our parents are gone. Maybe we don't know who our parents are, but we have other caretakers, uncles, aunts, whatever, who are there to to show us love. Maybe there's nobody who's there to take care of us and to and to shepherd us through this world, but we have been we have such a strength in ourselves to find purpose within ourselves, to find meaning, to find friends, to find great friends and connections who make things positive and worth it you know there's whatever your situation is there's so much to be grateful for you know and that's something i've come to realize and i don't want to be insensitive and say oh i'm thankful for this and if you don't have this you shouldn't be thankful or whatever but it's like no matter what it is you can find something to be grateful let's say you're a you're a deep and i'm not saying i have any understanding of this I have friends that are like this. I know people that are like this. I myself don't have experience in this. I don't want to diminish it. I don't want to belittle it. Let's say you have a crippling drug addiction. Well, at the very least, you have the opportunity tomorrow to experience another day of life and to at least feel the sensations of living, feel what the drug does to you, feel what life is for you and and you have a chance to be able to escape the addiction you know the chance is there so at least there's that to be thankful for and of course there's so many negative things you could focus on that could take up your mental energy but i think all of us have that to an extent and i'm not saying it's all equal but we all have that to an extent how do you make the most of the day you know how do you make the most of the day wow the alcohol is hitting me hard and i'm getting drowsy but it's only 34 minutes in but i guess that's what i want to say is you know you know something else something i really want to talk about this is for you matt mckay for you kevin frederick i was listening to um Adam Devine's interview on Armchair Podcast with Dax Shepard. And Adam was just talking about he, you know, he was in Omaha. He moved to LA. He went to like one of the biggest community colleges in the country. First day of improv class, he met Blake. He met Kyle. They just wanted to make stuff together. And then he got a job at the improv, which was joined to the groundlings at the time in LA and Hollywood. And at the Groundlings, he started taking classes, and he met Durs, and the four of them started making stuff together. And Adam had done a special on Comedy Central um, of, like, up-and-coming talent. Comedy Central, exe- like, a low-level executive had him on his uh, radar because of that. And when they started making Workaholics, like, not Workaholics, but the- a YouTube series that was the early version, very similar to Workaholics, he saw it. And as things progressed, they got a show deal, they were on Comedy Central, and then it just took off from there. It was so inspiring to listen to that because you know what? Kevin and Matt are my fucking guys that I'm gonna make stuff with. Ariane as well. Like me, Kevin. Okay. Uh I just been trying for way too long to get my G7X working. The camera just stopped, and I, like, literally deleted everything from the camera and put it on my computer. It's still not recording. It has, like, an orange zero with the parentheses. What I was saying was just, you know, like, Arian, Kevin, like, Matt, Kevin, you know, I'm, I I want to make stuff with these guys forever. Arian, I want to make stuff with these guys forever. I think you just got to find people who kind of, you know, align with your values to an extent and just want to do the same thing as you do just friends who you can get together and just create with and just make stuff with and i feel like that's so valuable to just carry that through and if you you know if you let that go if you don't value that i think that's such a shame because i think that's such a gift you know i remember a dude who went to foothill um and then was in la for a while interned at funny or die and then i he kind of spoke at you know foothill and and just talked to us as you know one of the biggest things he regrets, he never just found people to just make stuff with. You know? And he wishes that he had really just linked up with some people to just create with and just make things with. And I really think that that's so important. You know, it's such a valuable thing, I think, to find like-minded people with, with similar values, similar ideals. And it's amazing what, what when synthesis of minds occurs Things you're capable of, and uh, I myself, I haven't finished the drink that I started at the beginning of the podcast. But I think I'm too drunk. You know, my ide- my, my thoughts have kind of run dry. I'm kind of feeling shitty. I kind of just want to lay on the bed and, and just play Kingdom Hearts till I fall asleep. So that's what I'm gonna do. But thank you so much for being here for the 11th episode. I hope that something I've said has has been of benefit to you has inspired you to appreciate something in your life, to to approach something a certain way. I hope you have a really amazing day soon and that one of these ideas can be a part of... Oh, damn, I just kicked the Jose Cuervo bottle. One of those ideas can be part of what makes your day so great. But I want you to have a great night, and I truly, I thank you for being here. There's a lot of podcasts you could be listening to, a lot of things you could be doing, but you're listening to my dumbass. Thank you. I love you, and uh, not funny funny guys, signing out once again my friends, toodaloo! Yo 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 yo, thanks for watching, thanks for being here, um, if you think you would enjoy more of the stuff I'm gonna be doing, then uh, subscribe, if you have any friends you think would enjoy, please send them my way, uh, date in the life with tele fundraiser video is finally almost done, almost gonna be posted, after all these months, After all these months, take care and love yourself, my friends, because possibly nobody else will.